Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Everton nil, Liverpool nil. Not the return that we were looking for, but I'm actually glad that we've kicked off our season again, and it's good to see the Reds playing. What What are your thoughts? So I'm very excited to be watching proper football again. I watched the other teams play because, of course, uh, we weren't the first team playing, um, so there were other games. So I've been watching them, but it is just so nice to to see uh, Liverpool playing again. Uh, the result I didn't love, and I got to be honest, the game itself I didn't love. But what I definitely noticed was um, there was a whole lot of rust on the team. Yeah, I noticed that too. And I guess I was fooled by the highlights of the pre-seat, well, the the training, the, the the pre the the friendlies, so to say. So the one Liverpool played Liverpool, and then the other one against Blackburn. Of course, when you see the goals and the highlights, it looks like they are pretty sharp, but. From this game, I can definitely tell that, number one, they're a little bit rusty, so out of rhythm. And number two, I think Klopp instructed them to play within themselves, knowing that there's another game coming up midweek. So I can I can believe that, but kind of the things I was thinking about, I don't even want to say that they weren't trying hard enough or they weren't going all out or whatever. It was more things like I remember a pass that was coming over the top to uh, Firmino. And I remember we've previously remember had the conversation um, where uh, Firmino makes it look like ballet when he's bringing down that ball and Mane makes it look like he's the most awkward guy in the world. And yet, um, you know, Firmino at least brings it down. But this time he just completely, um, you know, whiffed on it. It was horrible. Um, I mean, he, he made contact, but it was a terrible attempt to bring it down. Um, so... I don't know. I mean, it was that kind of stuff. Alexander Arnold was just uh, not not on the whole game, um, and it just it just looked like these guys are rusty, like they haven't played in a while. And uh, I guess that's bound to happen. Yeah, and and I think Firmino in particular, he's always been a player that kind of warms up into the season, right? So he usually does. He well, he usually starts seasons quite well because he's coming off a summer tournament, right? And then he trails off towards the end of the fall into the winter, and then he suddenly picks up again in the spring. So I think he's still in preseason mode where he's a little bit rusty, not as sharp, not as aggressive, but that will certainly come before the end of the season. And as far as Trent, yes, I've seen that before with him where right from the very first whistle, he's just not there mentally. But it's okay. He's he, he's a young player, so it's hard. It's it's easy to forget that at times. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with uh, the only issue that I have with Trent is that they let him take as many free kicks and corners as he did. Like at some point, you need to realize it's not working. Um, when Fabinho came up and took that one, which oh my god, why Fabinho? But hey, great shot. Had a maybe it was might have probably hit the crossbar. I don't think it was going in, but it, it was a lot closer than kind of anything else that we'd gotten out of Trent. So, you know, good that they'd finally changed. But I think that was, I mean, how late in the game was that? It was towards the end, you know, and, and I think well, we should have done that a bit earlier. Well, as far as the corners, there really wasn't anybody else on the field um, that would have been an option. Perhaps Oxlade-Chamberlain towards the end, but I, I don't really see him as a, set piece um specialist um he's he's really there for the in play long shots right and and as far as trend i mean honestly i I think this game was approached as a friendly so i think Klopp was more than comfortable allowing him to keep trying those shots or free kicks in order to get himself back into rhythm well i mean to to clarify the this is a friendly thing 
just look at the starting lineup. I mean, Minamino in there is clearly about giving a guy time to see what he's got and see what he needs to work on. Um, Kata in there was clearly about seeing, um, does this guy have a future with the club? This was not necessarily, I mean, is there a good reason why Ox wasn't starting? Because I would have taken Ox over Minamino any day of the week. Um, you know, so I thought Minamino didn't play too badly, to be honest. So I, I'll, think- I actually, I actually agree with you. I think he did fairly well. It was a good showing compared to maybe other times. Um, so maybe he's starting to get it. It's taking him a while to to come in. But again, you know, he had the the big COVID break. So I don't disagree with you. Um, the one thing that really irked me was at the nine twenty mark, Minamino took a shot from like thirty feet out, and that's just not our I game. Know. However, it was interesting was in on the replay, I expected to see the other players lambast him, but I saw behind him after he took that shot, Henderson was clapping. So this probably something that's being encouraged for him to try the long shot or perhaps anybody to shoot at that moment in the game. So that's actually what I was going to ask you. Do you think that was part of the plan or that was just a guy going rogue because he thinks he's got a shot? No, I think he's a very disciplined player. So I think he either has has that shot in his locker and they've seen evidence of it in training and he was encouraged to do it or Klopp wants him to practice that shot until he he gets more comfortable with it or he he gets it more accurate. So we've had this conversation numerous times, which is I like that Liverpool get into the danger area before they really take chances, but I would love to see a few more shots from outside. And I'm not talking about like... Coutinho taking like 50 shots a game that sail into like, you know, other stadiums. I mean, like guys that have legitimate shots from 30 feet out with, you know, guys backing off them because then the next time you come down, you force that guy to be closer to you, which makes getting by him easier. So from a strategy point of view, I like it. I was just wondering, do you think it was intentional? I'm with you. I think Minamino is the kind of guy who doesn't just go rogue. I think he did it on purpose. Yeah. And I think it's, it's also... It's more important as well for us to be able to threaten with the long shots when we're missing one of the front three. Because if Mosala was on the field, then of course he'd have one extra defender or one extra player on him, right, to free up more space. So yeah, that's true. When when, when we get the ball, it's important that the defenders are aware of that threat of the long shots. So they they have to uh, run and cover the shot, and then. Th- that way open up the person that they they may have been covering yeah i would agree so overall minamino's performance you were okay with it i thought that it was well i was gonna say it's it's i think it's the best performance i've seen from him but we haven't really seen much except for the odd uh, um substitute appearance here or there so yeah i was i was pleasantly encouraged by what i saw he's he's certainly nimble and i there was a lot more understanding and confidence on his part that he was a part of this team rather than you know he was kind of just jettisoned into the team mid-season and he's he's probably like oh do i really belong here what am i supposed to be doing right and he, you, you could kind of tell that when he came on in those games earlier on yeah you could see i think in other games he was trying very hard to make something happen uh to show that he belonged i think in this one he was much more organic he let the game come to him what i noticed um repeatedly was he was not able to match the physical level that was being played against him. He was pushed off the ball. He was pushed off his spot. He was roughed up. And I mean, all of those are marginal fouls and they'll be called pretty much every other league in the world, but they're not going to be called in the EPL. And so he needs to, 
either strengthen up a little bit, which he probably needs to do, and he needs to learn to play under that kind of strength of pressure. Yeah, he exactly. I I agree with you there. And I'm sure he'll be hitting the gym and also he'll have to know that he has that that split second less time to think and to make a decision before he's he's clattered. But what I did like is he's got a bit of a um and this is a bit of my like personal type of attitude again it's one of the only things i can share with these guys is attitude because skill they're far beyond is when he lost that ball to the guy on the sideline and he came back this oh, one created yes. a chance yeah you know which one i'm talking about yes. and he caught the guy up from behind and just poked his toe on it to get him away the ball away and it led to a good chance you could tell that wasn't just uh, the standard clock pressing that was a guy who was pissed that he'd been dispossessed Yes, but then he didn't allow that to overtake his his um, his accuracy in reclaiming the ball, right? So uh, if it was another play, I may have been worried that, okay, he's a little bit angry and he's going to foul. But Mane. Knew exactly, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, save for what it is. If it was Mane, we'd be worried and you might have to sub him off. <laughs> right, exactly. Or Milner. Yes, Actually, you know what? I think Milner has played long enough and in important enough games that he um, gets the benefit of the doubt. Even if I'm worried about him, I still think I would trust him. But I agree with you. Minamino was clearly pissed off that he'd been dispossessed, wanted that ball back, but did it in the perfect way, as opposed to just a a brutal tackle from behind that got him ejected. So good on him. Um, I really like that. One thing I hated and this one i know we're going to disagree with but oh it drives me nuts is the free kicks i do not like liverpool defending free kicks so this was in the 31st minute where they got their first free kick i think in in our area um and it was far enough away that there was not going to be any chance on net it was clearly going to be a swing into the box and minamino was the only guy who was left up there as the quote-unquote wall and uh, it was so far away that the ref didn't even bother like putting the foam on the ground. And right before they took the the shot, like the, they took the free kick, Minamino was taking small little steps back. And that drove me nuts. And then the other thing is they had one guy touch it to another guy and Minamino took another step back after it was touched instead of just charging straight forward at that ball. And I'm sorry, like I don't want a ball in the face either, but when you're defending at that level and you get a chance to get closer because the ref's not stopping you or getting closer because they already took a touch of it, you got to get up there and try to change the angle in some way. And I really didn't like that one. I think that'll come. I, I, I think that's probably him needing to learn that the EPL is less forgiving and and you, you are able to be or you're expected to be more aggressive with these types of things. And, and I think that'll come with time. Uh, what do you think of uh, the statistic? Firmino has now played 10 derbies and has zero goals. Is it uh, just one of those fun number things or something more? I suspect that he probably plays a lot deeper in the derbies because they're just more cagey affairs. Just like today, he, he well, he normally does, but especially today, he came back a lot because... Um, Everton will will typically pack the midfield, and so he'll come back, take the ball, and then try to hit 
Mani Osala. So they're usually the ones who do the most damage in, in, in the derbies. So I suspect that's what's going on there. Um, he tends to score more of his goals against lesser teams, I believe. Or teams that are either the lesser teams or the the better teams. But teams like Everton that that tend to that they they're probably n not on our level. However, they play up to our level, at least they attempt to, and then that just makes the game a little bit cagey, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, so we already talked about the free kicks, which drove me crazy. I didn't love them, and I think uh, they should have turned uh, Alexander Arnold over. Um, what did you think? So now, now I'm just totally confused in terms of the pecking order of free kicks because I'm seeing um, Alexander Arnold standing there, which I expect, but then I see Hendo with him sometimes. Then I saw Fabinho take the shot. Like I don't know, like if it's not Alexander Arnold, who's number two for free kicks? For free kicks, and assuming Shaq is injured because Shaq's always I'll, injured. I'll, yeah, I was just gonna say that. So. On the right-hand side of the goal, it's always going to be Shaq. On the on the left, is always going to be Alexander Arnold. However, Trent is usually the only one on the field, so he he will be number one by default everywhere. And who's second? Fab. I don't know. Like uh -huh. Fab is. Don't get me wrong. That rocket that he scored was it against Man City? That was just phenomenal. Um, still is in my head. He took a lovely free kick here. I mean, Joe Gomez has a great foot. I don't know who's second. I think I think Fabinho has it in his locker as well. Um, he he's a very good penalty taker. He just hasn't had a chance to show that at Liverpool. And obviously, when he does shoot, his his shots are pretty decent, and the free kick that he does take is pretty good. So I wouldn't be surprised if he'd be number two. There's somebody I'm forgetting, and I don't know why I can't think of them right now. There's another good free kick taker on our team besides Trent Shack. Well, it'll be Salah sometimes if he's on. So Salah might take it. I've seen that. Um, I've seen Salah take the corners because, of course, he's... I, I don't mean useless in the box. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. But, like, when it comes to a header, it's not his game. Um, right. So Salah might take those sometimes. Um, I've seen those. Um, but to Fabinho, you're, you know what? If he's got a lot in his locker. So one thing I did notice was right in the 90th, 19th minute, um, he had his... Like, he was moving the ball from one side of the field to the other. And one of the Everton players kind of anticipated when the forwards was actually coming back. And I thought it was for sure going to be an interception because Fabinho just hadn't turned his head to see the guy and nobody yelled at him. And yet you saw him fake the pass to let the guy swing by, change the ball to the other foot and pass it. He has just an amazing sense of anticipation in terms of laying off the ball, where guys are going to be, things like that. I was just, I was blown away. Yeah, what what he needs is to continue developing his rhythm because he hasn't quite fully come back into the player he, he started the season as. And even this game at the beginning, he was a little bit off. Um, but yeah, I think Klopp's doing the right thing. Just keep playing him into form. Yeah, I would agree. Again, I, we, we all want him back. He was the best holding midfielder in the world, I think, without a question early in the season. So we just want to get him back. But again, you know, he hasn't looked great for a while. So seeing those things makes me happy. At least we know he still got it in there. Um, what do you think of the, the matchup injury? What exactly happened there? Uh, it looked like he did something to himself. It looked like it wasn't even yeah, a contact play, play, which makes it even worse. 
Um, so I don't know. That's really unfortunate because those tend to be the worst kind. Yeah, it's 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 too bad, but it. I mean, without trying to be cynical, but it probably happened at the best time in our year because number one, if it is a serious injury, then Klopp has to rethink his transfer strategy going into the next season. And if it's not a serious injury, then it, it just it makes it clearer that Joe Gomez should be the partner to Van Dyke and none of this musical chair stuff. Just yeah. put him right there in the middle. Let him, you know, let him play in, in the center of the defense, even though he played quite well at left back today. Yeah, which uh, uh, did you notice that one run down the side that I forget which Everton player it was who who broke it up? Um the, the defender on that side. But man, when he made that run and the acceleration going forward, I've, I've always talked about his acceleration coming back. But man, seeing him go forward with that speed, I mean, I love Robbo and he's got an endless engine, but he doesn't quite have that next gear in terms of speed. I could see Gomez being just terrifying coming down the wing. Yeah, I remember when he first joined Liverpool, He his first few games were at left back and he was 18 at the time. And he was, we were, all, we were all surprised because number one, he's not a left back. He's not left footed. He's a young player, but he was just very composed, very quick, very disciplined as well. And so it, it's also quite interesting how players who aren't traditionally fullbacks tend to play better on their weaker side, right? So him, him being a right footed, but and not really a natural fullback, he'll tend to be more confident playing on the left than on the right for some reason. And we see the same with James Milner as well. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, so overall, I mean, uh, what were your thoughts on the game? Overall thoughts? Um, so I certainly wasn't stressed or tensed, right? I, I think this, this run into the end of the season is going to be good for many reasons. Number one, there's no pressure, right? Klopp can actually treat this as a preseason going into next season, right? try a few things. Yes, we're going for the record. However, ultimately, I, I'd rather win next season and not make the record this season than beat the record and then not compete next season, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, I get that. One one thing that I was happy about was it's clear that this team needs to be refreshed, right? We cannot go into next season with this same squad of players without adding some additional firepower up front. So I'm happy that this game, even though, yes, they're out of rhythm, however, this game showed the drop-off once you take one of the front three out, as well as if you take one of the fullbacks out of the team. We're just a totally different team, and we can't accept that going into next season because we can't play the, the, the first 11 for 38 games. Well, I mean, I hear you, but rumor is that the reason they let Werner go was because they couldn't offer him enough minutes at the front. So who are you going to no, get, get at a high enough level to cover that and who's going to be willing to take it? Right. And I've, I've been thinking about the Timo Werner transfer. And the more I think about it, the more I think he, he made the right decision not to come. And I think we are probably better off for it because he, he kind of reminds me of Danny Ings. I was watching Ings play for Southampton the other day. He looked good. Yeah, no, he looked good, and he's a very good striker, right? But he needs to be a pl- he needs to play every game, and he needs to be the focal point for his team. Likewise, Timo Werner, I don't know if he'd thrive coming in here and there for the front three, 
or you know um, the same way that a player like Divo Origi is able to, right? So he's he's kind of found his niche where he's comfortable coming in every now and then and still look sharp. Now what we need to do is we need to look for a player that probably a younger player that's more raw who would be willing to come in and and play limited minutes and then hopefully over the next few seasons grow him into a good player. Tim yeah, because Werner wasn't that young. A bit. Yeah, he's he's approaching his prime and he needs to play every game. Yeah, Timo Werner's 24. Now is not the time to bring him over and sit him on the bench. Right. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, in terms of for me, so I, what I will say is I had a feed. So I had both the uh, fake crowd noises pumped in and the non-fake crowd noise pumped in. And I can honestly say the fake crowd noise just turned me off completely. Um, I loved listening to it without any of the crowd noise. It was it was interesting. You could hear it a lot better. Um, it felt more genuine. So I liked that. Um, the one thing I didn't like was the game. It was um not a good game i mean this is and i and it has nothing to do with the score it's and this is one of my pet peeves it was just this game was more um symbolic of it than than maybe others is you know liverpool is a great team and and you don't want to get beat you know 10 nothing but you need to try to win a game at some point you need to pretend like you know it's not men against boys um talking about everton or liverpool i'm I'm talking about everton like like they clearly had a strategy and don't get me wrong. I understand the strategy of, you know, we're going to sit back, but you know, I think Leicester, for example, when they won um, the title or even Leicester. Now you look at that team and they did something very similar, but they also actually wanted to attack. There was no point in this game where Everton actually wanted to attack. Their only two attacks came on one where Genie gifted them the ball at midfield. And I can't for the life of me understand why, and the other one came when Lovren tripped or over his own feet, I think, because he's Lovren. Um, and so, like, if your whole strategy to generate offense is to have, um, you know, just mind-blowingly odd things happen, um, like Genie giving the ball away at midfield is not going to happen. That's not something you would expect in a game. Um, Matip getting injured and sending in Lovren is not something you'd expect in the game. Essentially, their game plan was would have led to zero chances. And I don't know, man, like, I don't like that. Um, I I like how some teams play where they capitalize on their chances, but at least you see them pushing forward when they get the ball, and that wasn't there. So to give you an example, I'm going to ask you, who had the most passes on Everton for the game? Most it passes. It was the goalie. Pickford, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, man, that is an embarrassment. Like, again, I get it. You got your point. But as a fan, even if I was an Everton fan, I'd be like, all right, I could have read the paper tomorrow and, or I guess the internet now, but you would read about it because what was the point of watching? Like a whole big part of what has attracted so many people to Liverpool now is Klopp came in and win or lose, we played a heavy metal style of football. And, you know, people are entertained by it. It's still a sport. It needs to be entertaining. And I just, I, I was really turned off by Everton's approach. Again, no disrespect to them. They, they got the point. That was what they wanted. But all I'm saying is if the getting that one point at the expense of everything else, what you want, you know, you're going to turn off fans because we've seen that happen in other teams. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And normally, well, I actually do agree with you in general, but specific to this game, 
you have to think about it. This is Everton, right? Have you seen their squad? Have you seen the team that played, right? So it, it's it's it's. I think it's less Everton being cagey and playing like a Mourinho team as opposed to Liverpool just being that much better and in control of the game and make it look as if no matter what you do, we'll get the ball. So it almost looks as if you're not even trying to. However, I thought Everton played well. I thought they played as good as they probably could, except for Iwobi. I was surprised that he was a little bit too deep and they took a little bit too many. They're trying to play it out of the back for some reason. I, I don't know. I don't know what that was about, but um, otherwise, I thought they played quite well, and that's that's as good as it gets with that particular group of players. So I I don't disagree that that they played well. They kept their shape. Um, they they were tenacious. They like I'm I'm listening to the commentator and all the words that they're giving. I I'm hearing it, pragmatic, uh, resilient spirit, and I'm like. Yeah, but that's another way of saying these guys had no intention of trying to score. They no, they they had opportunities where they could have tried and they decided before the game we are not going to risk anything at all at any point. I don't recall seeing any moments in the game where they had an opportunity to push and they decided not to. I just didn't see them have any opportunities until those moments where they had they until Lovren came in <laughs> was he on the field for that I, I don't even know no no he, I, he, I don't think he was on the field for the uh, genie mistake but once he came in um it I think they kept trying to target him but that's you know that's because right. Lovren's exactly. Lovren anyway I, I I don't disagree with you I understand they're not as good a team and I get the parking the bus thing um you know and, and you I don't brought think they parked the bus though that's what I'm trying to say I don't I don't think they parked the bus they just that's as good as it gets, right? Who on that team would you expect to do anything more than they than they did? Which player? Well, you know what? I don't know because none of them were given the opportunity to. No, I know, but who has the ability to? Richarlison did what Richarlison does. He runs into channels. He elbows people over the floor. He dives, right? I mean... Oh, that, he, that was, he, does, right? he was diving Lewin, to the extreme. Was, the, you're right. presence, but there wasn't... Uh, anyone on the field to feed him the balls that he thrives on, right? So he's rendered useless. I mean, when Milner uh, was on, you had a speed advantage down that side that they didn't bother to try to take advantage of. They weren't interested in going forward. Um, it was only when Lovren came in that they kind of tried to target towards him. But even that, I felt everything was half-hearted. Like, I get, you know, keeping it tight for the first 80 minutes, but at least the last 5-10 minutes, make it seem like this is a game you want to win. Like, uh, again, do they, I do they want to win? Do, no, do think, I, I actually do don't think the they wanted to win. Do you think Liverpool really wanted to win? Uh, so that's a good question. Right? That's a great question. I think Liverpool wanted to win more than Everton, but it this did not feel like the ever like the Liverpool of say five or ten games ago where as the clock is ticking down, they were about to knife someone if that ball didn't go in. They did not exactly. have that sense. Like I said at the beginning, it it totally seemed like a friendly from the very beginning. It, it seemed as if these are two teams that would handshake and take the draw even before halftime. That's the impression I got. And then when you take away the fans from the stadium, then there's no voice to, to discourage you from doing that. So both coaches probably told them, hey, you know what? If we get a draw, that's fantastic. That's a good result. 
and it was evident in the way they played. Liverpool so, and Everton. The, the one thing I'll say as a final comment for me is I, I don't disagree with you on that. I will look on the bright side, which is if we had won today, uh, Man City plays next and Man City lost, we would have won the title through a Man City loss. I would rather us win it through a Liverpool win. So at least it prevented the possibility of us winning the title through a Man City loss. Maybe that's right. something. I know. I agree. That so the the two things to play for now are to win it by by winning or drawing a game. So win it within the ninety minutes, and also getting over hundred points. Those are really the only two things that I'm rooting for this season. Which we're now still on target for, and I can't wait for the next match on Wednesday. For more stories, analysis, and articles, go to the ForensicCop.com website.